Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Towards Health podcast brought to you by H1. I'm your guest host, Jared Taylor. Joining me as our guest today is Rob Consalvo, the Senior Director of Sales Engineering at H1. Rob, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited for us to chat. We should uh, dive right into it. Tell us about your background. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been at H1 since the early, early days. Uh, back when we had like one client, uh, very little uh, penetration in the market. We hadn't raised any funding at that point. Uh, I joined the team because I knew Ariel from uh, some of our shared experiences working in the education space. Uh, he started, uh, obviously, H1. And when I found out what he was doing, uh, I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really versed in pharma, all these different things. And um we, we dug into it and there were a lot of similarities in, in what, you know, the different industries were like. And I've just taken to it like a fish to, to water. It's been a great experience. The people in this space have just been super uh, open and welcoming and uh, super helpful for getting up to speed. But my, my background uh, has really been in the commercial side of things, helping grow uh, not just H1, but other organizations from a commercial perspective. It, and... I want to make sure we highlight this on our conversation today, Rob. You recently uh, presented a few months back on a topic known as um, NDA, next mm -hmm. best action. But before we go into that, yeah. because the first thing everyone thinks of when I say NDA is the, the basketball league. So are, are you a basketball fan? If so, who, who's your team? <laughs> so I'm, I'm not really a basketball fan. Uh, I think the Nets is a team. Maybe I'll go with them because I'm pretty sure you need Nets to play basketball. So it seems like a pretty good team to go with. <laughs> and, and you're out in New York, right? Uh, so originally from, from the tri-state area, grew up in Jersey, uh, lived in New York for a long time, but now I live in California. Ah, okay. All right. I was going to say, like, yeah. being, being from New York... It's either Nets or Knicks for you, anyhow. So yeah, yeah. You're, you're spot on. Yeah, that's um, probably why. Just familiarity. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of medical affairs, Rob, uh, yeah. and, and let's let's say farmer life sciences, what do you mean by MBA next best actions, and uh, yeah. what actions are you driving to, um, and for what results? Yeah. So. Um, it's very interesting. So this concept isn't particularly new. Uh, next best action just refers to more of like the the how and the what of uh, really a, a customer-centric engagement plan, right? So this has been termed like omni-channel engagement. Uh, typically, it's being done in like the marketing side of things. But what we're seeing lately is that because of so much data being available to people, you could really customize how you want to not only engage them, but like plan for those engagements. And when you think about like all of the data that exists on you as a consumer, right? It's 10 times that for people that are making these large decisions about how to strategically engage within pharma to the patient communities that they're trying to engage. And really next best action NBA is to give you a good tool to engage the people who are going to get that life-saving medicine into the hands of the patients who really need it most, right? And it's, it's again, that how and like the what of how you actually go and engage those individuals to drive those actions that you're going to do. And the actions could be anything from 
uh, a conversation you're going to have, uh, a piece of material you're going to send them. Uh, maybe they need a case study from you or they need some uh, information on why your product is really good for a, as a first-line therapy for X, Y, and Z, right? Uh, it can be very specific. It can be very general. But the idea is uh, it's it's how you're going to, to actually engage that person. What, what makes the most sense based on who they are, not just who you are. So when, when you're talking about like pharma, for instance, um, mm -hmm. explain why you think the role of medical affairs is, is critical to the success uh, of the drug, drug launch and development. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of the most significant roles within the space, right? So uh, a lot of people have in their heads this idea of like pharma sales reps kind of knocking on doors, handing out samples and that whole thing. And yeah, that obviously does happen, right? That's the, the wheel uh, and uh, uh, drives the engine, so to speak. But the grease really is that medical affairs team. They're the group that goes out and shares that scientific understanding at a really uh, deep level or a high level, whatever that person needs to really understand why they should be using that particular thing. So uh, when it comes to launching new drugs, new products, uh, it's, it's critical because these are the experts. Medical affairs are the people who know the impact of the science and can really speak to those really life-changing procedures and, and drugs and all of these other things that pharma and life sciences are constantly pushing out, right? It's impossible to really stay up on it. So these medical affairs teams are instrumental in helping people understand those latest and greatest things that are going to improve the, the lives of their patients and, and ultimately a, a creating a, a healthier future. So in, in terms of um, next uh, best action, what roadblocks do you see some organizations uh, run up against uh, when, when they look at that? It's a, it's a good question. And we get this question a lot in uh, a couple of different ways. The biggest one, uh, and this is typically the biggest pushback that we get around this type of thing is uh, we're just not allowed to, to think about this from this lens, right? We're not allowed to access the data that our commercial, team ha commercial teams have on this, or we're not allowed to look at some of those drivers that help predict what things are going to be impactful for, for the engagements that medical affairs teams are looking to do. And ultimately, like, I, I get it. It's definitely a big roadblock. But the main thing to remember is that that is a roadblock set by the organization. There's no inherent necessarily uh, uh, driver to keep you from engaging those teams. And there are a lot of organizations that successfully cross-functionally collaborate to give you exactly... Uh, that next best action, that plan that you could use, right? These are holistic teams that have broad reaching, uh, overarching collaboration between commercial, medical, digital, uh, clinical, all of these different organizations. Uh, so when an organization uh, encounters those roadblocks that you mentioned, what's the best way for them to pivot and score? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I like the, the score, right? We're continuing the NBA line. Yeah. Um, I think the, the big thing is to promote communication, right? The hardest thing about uh, a lot of the, the silos that exist and the, the data uh, being used is just that people don't necessarily believe that they have ac access or that they can access this information. 
Uh, and sometimes they don't really know, right? They don't know what exists out there. And because one of the core aspects of this is building like a centralized and unified view of that customer, a profile, that target, uh, that target customer profile, it requires so much of that data from across the board and they just feel like it's, it's not a surmountable challenge, but it really is. And what we've seen is that the best way to do that is to start small. Find one of those teams that you already know is, is eager to collaborate. And there are people out there that want to use data, that want to make their decisions in this non-siloed way, a holistic approach. Uh, you just have to find those partners. And if you are that person, you have to broadcast it. Because at the end of the day, the only way that we're going to move past this into a place where everyone is able to access all of this information that will ultimately benefit the patient long-term is by taking those steps and building those communities of individuals who are thought leaders. Yeah, it's, it's certainly interesting. And, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what we're going to title this episode. I'm thinking maybe like world's biggest NBA fan or something. We'll really throw people off, Rob. Oh, Bill. Yeah. We're not lying to them, but we're... Uh, That's you know, true. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what I would like to hear too is, I guess... Um, you know, you've been at H1 for a while. Can you also yeah. tell people like what you love most about the company? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the people at the end of the day is the thing. I, I mean, how, how I've been here for three years. I've been on hundreds of interviews at this point. Uh, and the the thing that I always tell people when they say, hey, you know, you've been here one, two, three years. Why do you stay? Is one, the trajectory for the organization is just phenomenal. We're turning out tons of new things, new features, new uh, data sources that we're ingesting and new ways to actually ingest and look at all of this information. And the other thing is the people, right? The people here are some of the best that you could work with. And I know a lot of people probably think that, right? But uh, they really are. We're moving at such a fast pace and it's, it's tough to always find people that are able to run at that speed and be those really impactful individuals that have an eye on uh, not just the organization, but like the world and making that an actually uh, a, a better place. Uh, H1 definitely does those things. And it's why after three years, I'm still here, still excited and still telling people the exact same reasons why I love to work at this organization. I mean, just your, your mission, the vision is, is incredible. Uh, and I've had the opportunity to, to interview a lot of your colleagues, right? Uh, yeah. And everyone is just so interesting and driven. And you can see that everyone realizes this, you know, what the mission is, what the vision is, and is constantly executing on it each and every day. Uh, you have a really powerful team. Um, everyone feels uh, true. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been great. Um, you know, I've, I've obviously with uh, already spoken with um, Ariel and Anatoly uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's not where it's going to end. I'm going to talk with a lot more people at H1 and, uh, yeah, just keep everyone. I would hope it doesn't doing. end with me. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This you're, you're great. Uh, it, what, what I would like to, what I would like to cover is please only tell us what you're allowed to tell us here. Sure. What, what's like, what's next? What are you really excited for that? Again, that you can tell us, I know. There's certain things yeah. that need to be kept until a certain time, but what can you tell yeah. us um, uh, about, you know, maybe what's what's exciting coming up or what you're really excited about? 
Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we've been talking about for a while is how do we take uh, the data that we have and turn it not just into like information, but turn it into insight, right? And really, that's what a lot of the organizations that we partner with are looking for. They're not just looking to see how many publications uh, some physician has or the correct affiliation data if you're you know, trying to do like a payer management system. Uh, they're interested in how do I take the data that you have and simplify processes on my end? How do I remove some of the, the human element, uh, but without sacrificing that quality of insight that a human is able to generate? And what I'm most excited about that we're working on right now and we're actively pursuing these opportunities is how do we help drive those strategic decisions by actually doing some of that that information to insight transformation within our platform, right? Allowing the end user that we would typically work with who has to do a lot of that processing themselves, not to just focus on the thing where they're looking at the data and they're processing and figuring all these things out, we're going to give them the insight and they're going to tell us if it's true. That is going to be so impactful for these folks to save them time and ultimately get their message out there that much more efficiently and that much more effectively. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled about that. It's, it's been super exciting uh, so far. So I, I can't, I'm so excited for you and the rest of the team. And this, this you know, what's crazy is I, I feel like you know, so much good is happening, but this is still only the beginning, which really excites me for what you're doing, uh, even more so. So, um, yeah. wish you all the best and hopefully we can have you come back on the, the podcast and kind of tell us where things are at, but thank you so much. Thank you. It would be a delight. Would love to be welcomed back and, uh, yeah, can't, can't wait. I thank you again for, for the opportunity to be here. Yeah.